Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew. Your sneak peek at next week, episode number 588, for comics originally releasing as soon as September begins, the first and second. But before Drew, Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shop this coming Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever books come out now again, Drew, do you have anything else from our listeners or anything else going on in the world of comics? Well, we had the, the DC Fandome uh, happened, and it was virtually attended by... Uh, millions of people um, and out of that came some some feedback and some interesting tidbits one of the things uh, Batman 497 wants to know is what do you think of the bat the trailer for the Batman I've watched it several times I'm very excited with the tone and approach I really like the idea of this being a standalone series instead of forcing it to tie in with Aquaman Wonder Woman and the other franchises um, what do you guys think did you get? A, did you watch it? I'm assuming. Oh, you I did. watched it multiple times from the second. In fact, I texted it to you an hour after it hit. Um, yes. So yeah, it looks really cool. I love the dark tone of it. Um, I I think it's awesome that it looks like we're going with the Riddler as our bad guy. And I've heard people talking, and I, from what I've seen, it looks like maybe we're going to go kind of a direction of almost like a Saul with the Riddler, like the bad guy Saul, like a you know a murder puzzles. Okay. Um, and that would be amazing if we do that kind of thing. Yeah, I've heard like somebody the, uh, saying, like, detective-y, mm-hmm. you know, the detective story. I've heard Court of Owls was maybe hinted at in there. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. But then, like, there's this shot of the henchmen, and they've all got, like, Joker smiles on, so I didn't know, not really sure what's going on. But I like the kind of dressed-down look of Batman, where he's just, like, when he walks into the room, he's just got, like, regular boots on, and just, like... I don't know, it's pretty cool looking. I really enjoyed the part where he just beats the living crap out of the one guy. <laughs> yeah. It's really well done. Yeah, I think yeah, I think there were people that were like, watch that over and over again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it looks good to me. Um, you know, I've I've been I've been there for them all, so I'm I'm okay with them. Even even the shoemaker ones with the bat nipples were okay. I didn't <laughs> hate Schumacher, them. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people hate those and like to pretend like they didn't exist, but they're all right, you know. Um, but man, there's been there've been some great ones. So there you go. We'll, we'll see how this turns out. I'm hoping it's great. Uh, Wade Ledden says I am hoping to get Spawn 309B, but I don't have my hopes up. I'm really going to start looking at the, all the spawns again. Um, but run and don't walk for Spawn 309B. It looks like it's going. It's already $30-ish. $30 ish. So, like we had just mentioned this, like is it time to start taking a look at Spawns again? Yeah. You know, with, mul- with the multiple covers, and it looks like that one's the hot one. So, yeah. Gunslinger Spawn. Uh, thankfully, our friends at uh, Cowabunga uh, saw this spec better than we did, and they actually ordered a good bit, so I was able to jump in at the last at the 11th hour and say please 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 on that one to get one thrown in my pull box thankfully oh nice it is a dope looking cover and i really like it so um don't don't miss 310 as well because there's another cover i think with i think i don't know i was reading something about that but i didn't actually get any official confirmation on that we will see but yeah pay attention to spawns again if you remember the matina variants blew up pretty well there about a year ago mm. so it could be this could be the beginning of another run uh patrick says it's friday uh foc friday we will will we have donny cates reprints i guess four or five this time <laughs> three jokers uh number two 
will be on there too. Don't miss out. This three Joker story is so good. Art is on point. May not be canon right now, but let's see how it ends. I was um, say. I don't care about it being canon or not. I think it is canon. Right? I mean, I mean we'll see how it ends to see how, how far of a jump, quote-unquote, canonical is with it. But Yeah, but I mean, we, I, we, let's we're bringing... Let's just say I'm in. Uh, yeah, if you... I don't know if... I can't spoil it if you haven't read yeah. the first issue. The first issue is fantastic. Um, we'll talk about it another time because <laughs> it, it the first issue was really great and brought in a lot of elements from great stories of, of yesteryear. So um, I loved it, and I'm looking forward to number two a lot. Whether you spec or not, um, this is a book to make sure you read. Yes. It's, and there's supposed to be three of them. So, I mean, just, just, just plan on splurging for all three. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Uh, Mo asks, DC Fandom panels have announced the return of the Milestone Comics line. Uh, do you think Static, Icon, or maybe Hardware will break out? Which property do you think breaks out first? Um, Obviously Static. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, it could be, could be Static. Um, Hardware has a lot of first appearances. We'll have to get into mm-hmm. that down the road. Um, but, the, but yeah, I I don't remember them very well, um, so I'm gonna have to revisit them. But we'll talk. Uh, we'll, they're starting to bubble up in the in the spec market, so we'll talk about those uh, later. I have no idea. So you're gonna go with static? Yeah, yeah. I'll go with hardware just to just to be a little different there and see if he, he's the one that breaks out. Yeah. Um, some of the few uh, black superheroes without the term black in their name. <laughs> yes. I was listening to some people talk about that earlier today. Yeah. yeah, and, and I remember watching the documentary that Robert Kirkman did in that series on comics that he mm-hmm. did. Um, and there was w- something all about uh, Milestone comics. It was really great, and it was cool to see all those creators. I hope they're still around and uh, can reap some of the benefits of their properties being revived. Not that they probably own a piece of them, um, because DC probably owns 100% of them. Say, but, most most but, creators were just independent contractors. But you might get the, um, you know, static created by blah, blah, you know. Yeah, 100%. Tagline on there. So that'll be kind of nice. Um, I Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's a great move and um, really smart of them to go back and revive this and bring it back and then... For us speckers, we can go dig through the the long boxes and find the these milestone comics. You see them every once in a while turning up. Oh, yeah. So, so you can you can get some. Um, eBay's already uh, <laughs> a buzz, <laughs> a buzz with milestone stuff. So, if you want some, you can get them. You're just gonna pay a little more than you would at a dollar bin, which is what I was hoping for. Maybe there might still be in there. You know, uh, I think I think that ship has sailed. Uh, maybe last week. <laughs> you could have you could have grabbed a few of those, but now I don't think you can um, quite as easily. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> uh, Martin says, "Looks like Jim Lee told the Hollywood Reporter that Batman Three Jokers number one topped over three hundred thousand copies sold. Um, are we ever going to get numbers again?" Hey. Hey. Uh, kind of good transition. Um, we have some Comicron data 
now. Yeah, the, the, the somebody turned the lights on at Comic Con. Yeah, so they've been they've been furiously working behind the scenes, uh, doing a lot of housekeeping, and have decided that they're going to put something out. In nature abhors a vacuum, and they're going to put something out. So if you go over to Comicron, C O M I C H R O N, it's been a long time, so we'll remind you there. Um, and they have numbers for uh, the missing months: April, May, June, and July. Um, now, April, if you'll recall, uh, had a, a whopping six comics released. So it, it's not abundant, uh, abundant data, but still, it was a month, and comics <laughs> were sold. Um, at Daphne Byrne takes the top slot uh, with its issue four. Um, the Dreaming takes the second slot. Uh, Batman Giant uh, number four takes rank three, and then we have a third printing of Batman and a, yeah, a third uh, print sec- of Batman eighty nine. Yeah, third print of Batman eighty nine and a second printing of Nightwing seventy that uh, rounds out the top five. And I think that sixth issue would be a Daphne Byrne variant that they've lumped together. Um, so obviously, those are all DC books. So DC gets, uh, if you're playing along at home, DC would get 100% of the market (laughs) share for the month of April. Um, And so, yeah, there's a bit of an asterisk in April. And and you'll see some of these other months are a little off as well. Um, But I'll say, so so that's April. I think in March, Daphne Byrne sold. Uh, was it like rank one thirty seven? So like, tw- sold like twenty five thousand copies, maybe twenty twenty five thousand copies. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I don't know that they did that well, but maybe they did. Um, so we can be generous and give them thirty thousand to take the top spot, um, if we get that raw data. And I'm not sure we're going to. Yeah, um, I doubt it, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand fully the methodology Comic-Con is using now. Um, so it, this just came out today, uh, hot off the presses. So I'll know more. We'll know more maybe next week. We'll have some more information on this. Um, but where it came from, it was like retailer data, you know, distributor data. Um, I'm not sure if it's like invoice data or not. I, I, I don't know. Um, so we trust it as much as we've ever trusted. You know, we've trusted it before. They 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 do a good job, um, and the numbers do seem to kind of add up. We just don't have the hard numbers for sales quite yet. But they seem to have that. They just haven't been able to lock it down quite yet. So anyway, that was April. Uh, so let's give April to DC uh, with a with a sweep. <laughs> now, as we go to May. Uh, and if you'll recall back in May, if you go in your Wayback Machine, um, Marvel put out a whopping five books in May. DC put out maybe 34, it looks like 34. Uh, Image did 10. So things started to come back out, started to come alive again. Um, but it was way lower than normal. Um, mm-hmm. uh, not not a, a total of 132 comics, it looks like, came out. Um, in that month, uh, taking the top spot, 
according to Comicron, was Venom 25, Venom issue 25. Um, and that was a big one. We had, we had talked about that. And um, mm-hmm. and at number two was Amazing Spider-Man 43. At rank three, um, we think is Deceased Unkillables. Yeah, all three of the, or all of the variants together. Oh, if you if 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 you fuse it, okay. Yeah. So we let's look at the fuse numbers. Yeah, you're right. And then um, uh, Avengers 33 is at rank four, and of course that's the first Conchu uh, Moon Knight tie-in. So that was that was big a big deal. Marauders 10 uh, takes the fifth slot. Star Wars Doctor Afra number one takes the sixth slot. Joker Harley Criminal Insanity four takes seven. Justice League 44 and 45 are at 8 and 9. And Ludocrats cracks the top 10 with their first issue from Image. Um, so it you can tell it's kind of a light week because an Image number one cracked it, and it wasn't a major Image release, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that that's interesting. Um, now, as far as, like, where do these numbers... You know, do you think Venom was over a hundred thousand? Was there that much interest in in May for comics, or was it was the whole industry so dampened? Because I don't even think these came out until like like if they the, uh, if Marvel only did five comics, they probably did it later in the week. It was like or later in the month, like May twentieth, right, or something like that, fifteenth yeah, or twentieth, yeah. when when they turned the spigot back on and started putting comics out. So <clears throat> I don't. I don't think they cracked a hundred thousand. Do you? No, not even with twenty five. Maybe Venom twenty five. Maybe, but I don't. Even, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, but a win is a win for DC is a win in this month. No, this is would be another win for DC, even though Marvel took three, four of the top five. Uh, they only had five books, so uh, <laughs> good enough for twenty five percent of the dollars. So actually, they were, yeah. So they were five of the top six. And that was their whole slate, um, and that was enough for twenty four percent of of all the sales. Um, uh, DC came in at forty five percent of the market share, so they win. They won again, you know. Good for them. They get two. They got two. When's the last time DC had two wins back to back in months? Uh, Dan Didio would be proud if he was still around. Um, let's see. Then we go to June. And let's see, June numbers. Now we're now we're getting to the comics are flowing now, right? <laughs> we're up a lot more. We've got. Yeah. It looks like we still have you know Marvel still pl- creating their plans at this point. Though. Yes, Marvel put out fourteen books in June, uh, but DC did sixty four. Yeah. So they're they're back to normal. DC's kind of back on track about where they normally are. Image is at thirty six. IDW at twenty. Like I said, Marvel put out fourteen. Um, Boom did thirteen. Source Point did thirteen. Um, that's a big number for them. Dynamite did ten. Um, so uh, winning <laughs> winning the month again is DC with sixty percent of the comics sold. Uh, so their market share was 60, which is the biggest percentage we've seen. Marvel did 12, Image did 9, um, and et cetera, on down. 
uh, taking the top spot, Dark Knight's Death Metal number one, um, by quite a bit, I'm, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But Batman 92 takes the second slot. We have the Joker 80th Anniversary, 100-page Giant, that takes the third slot. We've got the Catwoman 80th Anniversary, that's on rank four. Batman 93 at rank five. The Green Lantern 80th Anniversary at rank six. Batman the Smile Killer um, at rank seven. Uh, Batman the Adventure Continues at rank eight. Thor at nine. Thor and number five. Thor number five. That is a book, yeah. Yeah. So so it looks like a, a significant number of those sold. And Detective Comics rounding out the top ten with uh, issue 1022. Um, so uh, did those numbers, those numbers seem legit to you i mean there were only 14 marvel books so mm-hmm. um dc dominated <laughs> but the book to have out of all that is that thor number five <laughs> you think so oh yeah that's that black winter I, I don't know joker anniversary issue was pretty darn good mm-hmm. and wasn't uh, batman 92 and 93 um all about um punchline i mean they weren't they weren't the big books no that was the ones before that. The oh, that was before one. that. Oh, that was eighty nine. That's right. Yep. Um, okay, then we move to July. Now, as Marvel rebounded in July, let's see. Um, when we get to July, we have Marvel with forty four books, and DC with forty nine, Image with forty six. So everybody's kind of even. Mm-hmm. So how? So. How did DC do for the month of June? They just barely eked out a win. DC wins 35% to Marvel's 32%. Uh, Image got a 12% market share this time. So um, that was all because of one book. And we'll get to that in a second. (laughs) So if you look at the top 10 here. um, Taking the top spot, Batman 95. Followed by Batman 94. Followed by Dark Knight's Death Metal number two, followed by Negan Lives, which um, in the past uh, would might not have made it on the chart at all, because if you recall, they used to have some funny rules about uh, shipping costs and you know what the price points were and things like that and this was shipped free by Kirkman to the stores mm-hmm. so it's possible this might not have made it in a past chart but it was sold for $4.99 um, and most stores took advantage of that and maybe a little bit more so uh, Negan Lives number one takes the fourth slot um, but you can see their dollar rankings are way down way there because down, yeah. they cost nothing uh, except for shipping costs. Uh, then we have X-Men 10, uh, which is Marvel's first uh, foray for the month of July. Deceased Dead Planet, number one, at rank six. Detective Comics, 1023 and 1024 at seven and eight. Um, and w- followed by Wolverine, number three, at rank nine. And Empire issue one at rank ten, which that is the first number that makes me kind of suspect. I would think a Marvel event number one issue would be number one. Would wouldn't you? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, they had tons of coverage for that as well. So um, that that's when I when I see that I, I'm thinking, well, uh, maybe he's not, maybe he's made a, a mistake or not doesn't quite. I, I would guess Empire still debuted at number one, but maybe not. Uh, maybe maybe it landed with a thud. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, we we're back to it was back to normal distribution almost. Um, a lot of a lot of comics um, put out, and yeah, like I said, DC did edge out Marvel thirty-five to thirty-four percent, or thirty-five to thirty-two percent, uh, with Image coming in third place at twelve. Um, so we the, we have like full top, like all the sales and all the all the the books ranked here. We'll wait until we actually get some, uh, hopefully, some numbers in the future. Uh, that we can compare these two, see how the sales numbers really look. Um, I hope that's the case. We're not 100% sure that's going to be the case, that they'll ever get back to uh, the numbers being released um, in any kind of consistent fashion. But it's pretty interesting. Um, and, and something Kyle was saying earlier, so some, some things better than nothing, mm -hmm. which is what we've had for um, an awful long time. So, yeah. so yeah. Um, now let's take a quick look. Do we are we gonna do FOC first, or do we do hot? Do you want to do the hot ten? Doesn't matter to me, sir. Okay, let's slide over to FOC because it's a little different this time. Yeah, of course FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last ability to order a few things before they come in, uh, get them direct from the distributors, and not have to chase them. They should be able to be right there in our. Uh, pull boxes when we get to the thing. This one's going to be a little bit different. Uh, please note DC has two FOC lists on our current FOC form. Due to their new distributors, weekends with a Monday holiday require FOC orders the Thursday prior to their no what would normally be a Sunday night FOC. So, we have the items um, for August 30th due by six o'clock or yeah we've got some of the dc direct due by six o'clock august 30th and some of them for the september 3rd books that would be the thursday due by six o'clock on thursday september 3rd and of course all of our other other publishers are just by monday there's 6 p.m <laughs> date that day so so we've got yeah so it's um august 24th uh-huh. Now, wait a minute. Shouldn't it be... No, no. That can't be right. It can't be August 24th. It's got to be... got to be August... Yeah, okay, so it's August 30th, August 31st, and September 3rd. Yes. I don't think that's right, The where it says August 24th. Yeah. Um, that would have been last week. We have passed that, yes. Yes. Um, it looks like Thor, number six, second print, is being reoffered. Yep, Thor number six, second print, being reoffered. If you ordered it prior, you're still on that list. Uh, of course, Eric offers us this wonderful list that he curates for FOC for us so we can continue to add things to our order. He also features a few things on that order to make sure we don't miss them. Uh, one of the items that he is featuring is Batman 3 Jokers number two. He's telling us about that Jason Fabok cover, eh? Uh, we've talked extensively earlier about how good we think Batman 3 Jokers number one was. So... 
you should hopefully be able to run into your shop, grab yourself a one, and while you're there, say, go ahead and FOC me number two, and go ahead and make sure I get number three. We also have Dark Knight's Death Metal Speed Metal number one from DC Comics. Um, the Howard Porter cover A on that as well. More DC items. Batman, The Joker Warzone, a one-shot, and that is one of the nine three books. So that won't be due Sunday. That will be due Thursday. <laughs> um, yeah. Same thing with Wonder Woman 1984, number one, the one-shot. Also a 9-3 book. Uh, more importantly, we have Spawn 309 Second Print. So if you can't get a hold of those uh, second print or those first prints of Spawn 309, we have your ability to grab that second print right here on this FOC. Immortal She-Hulk number one, Alex Ross She-Hulk Timeless Variant. We talked a bit about these Alex Ross Timeless Variants and how friggin' awesome they are. Here's yet another example with She-Hulk. Juggernaut number one of his five-issue series, and of course Scotty Young giving us that uh, Scotty Young cover, and that is really cool. I like that with Juggernaut. Just super happy and showing us a little bit of Kool-Aid Man action almost. <laughs> Thor number five. We talked about how important Thor number five is when we talked a little bit about Comic-Con numbers. It is on a fourth print, and it has a cool-looking cover on that. And I'm not sure if we've reached the point where Marvel is saying, just put out extra printings because these speckers are just too easy. But, man, they look good, and I don't want to be the one to miss out on one of these future prints that shoots up to $300 for no darn reason. Exactly. We have from Boom Studios, Unkindness of Raisins, of, of Ravens, not Raisins. <laughs> that would be really cool to bring back those California Raisins. The Unkindness of Ravens, number one, uh, Dan Panosian on that one. And then from Vault Comics, Autumnal, number one. Looks like Autumnal, I will call it Autumnal, uh, Daniel Krauss writing that one. But... There's all kinds of books available in this FOC, all kinds of things. So Drew and I are going to try to make hide nor hair of it and dig through and see if we can find anything else that we think we need to add to our orders. And we're going to start with the first of the DC books that are due this Sunday. This Sunday, yes. Correct. But I'm probably going to do like the whole FOC at once because that makes sense to Yeah, me. we're looking at it now, so yes. Yeah, and then I, I, this has got to suck for Eric and for yeah. any LCS that has to figure this out and and navigate these mm -hmm. arbitrary changes that just seem to be popping up over and over again. As if DC hadn't ticked off our, our good friends at the LCS is enough. Yeah, and to, to continue to do stuff like this, uh, it's got to be annoying. Uh, we do we like? A, go ahead. Do we like the Dan Mora Batman Beyond Forty Seven cover? Yeah, it's a really cool looking cover. Very much so. Uh, does he doesn't normally do covers for them, right? Not, especially not cover A's. If he does do things, it would be I would think the uh, the cover B, nice, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's that's interesting to me. I'm I'm curious as to why why that change. We talked about Detective Comics 1027 being the 1,000th issue since Detective 27th debuted Batman. We are already available for a hardcover version of that 1027 
uh, which you can get for one heck of a discount if you pre-order that beast. But the but the actual comic isn't out yet, right? Uh, I think it already came out. That was the last FOC, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't paying attention, I don't think. Yeah. And, of course, we have the aforementioned Three Jokers, number two. Jason Fabok on the cover A. Jason Fabok with the Batgirl cover B, which is awesome looking. And then, of course, we've got some uh, deep ratioed versions of those things. And we've got some more premium covers for that with uh, Joker behind bars. We got the Death of the Family homage. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was, that's pretty cool. Yep. And we have that's the applying cool. makeup as well. So I know multiple people who went into LCSs and when they saw all of these three Jokers, they just bought every one of them. Um, that seems to be what a lot of folks are saying. They're they're saying, I got all five copies. Anything covers. I saw, I got. They just look too darn good. Well-written book, well-drawn covers, well-drawn interiors. I mean, as a comic fan, you really can't ask for more than that. Seven bucks, man. Dropping down seven times five. Yep. Man. And, I mean, there, there, there's a searchable Six. ability for, I think, 16 covers for the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Just FYI. Can you see the Peach Momoko 1 and 25 of the speed metal? Yes, it's it's neat. Not great, but good good Peach. Not, it's not a $50. Not worth 50 bucks, right? <laughs> Time will tell, my friend. I wouldn't bet against her. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I think that does it for the 8.30 DC. Yep. Uh, I'm going to look at this Travis Moore Suicide Squad 9. Not too shabby. A lot of cool Suicide Squad news out. We've got some trailers for that movie along with all that DC stuff we got. So I'm just kind of following along a little bit there. All right, and now we're going to move into the aforementioned DC for the next week. That's actually due on Thursday, so Eric is giving the, us those ahead of time, knowing that yeah. if it's this time next week, we are too late. Right. Right, yes. So, so yeah, we, we won't even talk about DC next episode, because Correct. we have done two this time. We've got Batman Superman Annual Number 1, really cool. That is a pretty cool cover. Yes, very much so. And we have an amazing Derek Chu cardstock variant on Batman the Joker War Zone number one. We already are going to be offered a Batman three Jokers hardcover for the first issue. I'm assuming no, it's the for, first issue. No, for I, I believe that's for the collection, all three. Oh, okay, because that will come out. Yeah, that will come out in, in November, correct? Yeah. That will be it. So just FYI, get a heck of a discount on the hardcover for that Three Jokers if you FOC it now for its November drop. Yes. Same thing for Daphne Byrne. Less anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Ah, we got our friend Art Germ on Dark Knight's Death Metal number four, the cover D. And I have hit a dead link there. Yeah. Yep, that one sucked. Happens. Yep. It's probably over at UCS. You might be able to find it, but yeah. maybe not. Looks like on some of the stuff we've got the uh, a lot of them work, some of them don't. Dark Knight's Death Metal Multiverse Ends number one. We have that one in twenty five Arthur Adams. We got a a very neat Captain Carrot. Um, yeah. Version, so that's pretty cool. That's gonna fly into the radar, I think. I'm sure there are some Captain Carrot friends out there. Oh yeah, definitely. Talked about Dan Mora, and here is Dan Mora with the cover A on Red Hood and the Outlaws 49, and boy, is it good looking. That is a great looking cover. Um, again, it feels like a cover B to me, but, yeah, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Where did you see this Captain Carrot? Where is that? Uh, that is when I, I clicked on blah, 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 blah. Is that Dark Knight's Death Metal? No, it's yeah, Dark Knight's Death Metal, Multiverse Ends number one, the one in twenty five Arthur Adams. Oh, okay. The fifty dollar one is a Correct. <laughs> so very under ordered, very yeah. neat cover. Very niche. Very odd book, very niche. That's where yeah. you end up with some high dollar stuff sometimes. Yeah. If you got fifty bucks to throw, that'd be a good gamble. I know many a collector who does. What is the uh, Nightwing, the Prince of Gotham omnibus hardcover? All I, I'm all I'm seeing is a um, just yeah. the cover, so yeah, I don't really know here. what's what's in that. I'm not sure either, but for a hundred bucks, I imagine we have quite a bit. I'm trying to think what the Prince of Gotham storyline was. Man, I don't remember that. So that is actually, it's the New 52 Adventures collecting Nightwing 0 through Nightwing 30, Batman 17, Young Romance, uh, Valentine's Day Special 1, Batman or Nightwing Annual 1, and Secret Origins 1. Yeah. So that is the beginning half of, uh, of the New 52 when we have the, the Grey Son of Gotham storyline and the mixture of the Court of Owls and all that fun stuff. Okay, I got you. Haley's Circus and all that fun stuff. Lady Shiva. Oh, yeah. That was a good storyline, too. Okay, I remember that. Yep. And that appears to be all I'm interested in for DC. Yeah, me too. Um, and it looks like every time we got a Monday holiday, we're going to have a few more hoops to jump through as if we didn't have enough. Yeah, we're going to... Yeah, we're going to have to... Um, get our ducks in a row as far as DC's concerned a little early. I, yeah. I have not finished it up, but I've been enjoying the Wonder Woman Dead Earth series. Um, we have the ability to pre-order the hardcover for that as well at a very good discount. It will be releasing December the 1st, but here's your final chance to get that for that awesome discount. I did um, not finish it either. I've, I read the first couple. Yeah, I liked, I, I liked it. i got to finish it up. It's three or four issues. I can't remember. Um, but yeah. So, there's your chance to get the good discount on that if you want to grab it. And off to our standard publishers, what are going to be due by 6 o'clock on Monday. Yeah. 
And let's see, we've got nothing in Dark Horse that I care about. Mm. Um, I believe we missed the boat on Canto 2. We um, talked about it, but in the end, we did not poop or get off the pot. There was a, an Eastman cover that was yep. an, an homage to uh, those first TMNT covers. Oh, uh, yeah. It was like uh, one, t- well, like like a, a red tone. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Covers, yeah. yeah, really nice. And I don't, I don't think we had an image during FSC, yeah. yep. um, but it was, it was very nice. Uh, so I'm not sure if uh, that's going to be the same deal with uh, the the second one issue. You're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm having t- trouble with links too, Kyle. They are opening, uh, but yeah, I wish we—I wish we could have pulled the trigger on that Canto. I think we missed mm-hmm. out on that. Huh? Interesting. Redbone: The True Story of the Native Native American Rock Brand Graphic Novel. I constantly play that song for my kids just to chase them around the kitchen. Redbone as in um, Coming at Your Love oh okay I don't think I know that one. Oh, you don't so have you seen uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah the very opening scene where Star-Lord's dancing in the cave yeah there you go gotcha are your links working nope any of them nope yeah. Okay. So just the DC links were working, but there is a chance to get uh, the second print of that Spawn three hundred nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's tempting. It, it looked like the exact same cover, right? Yeah, it looked like the exact same cover. It just says second printing, but that cover's yeah. so awesome, I did not want another cover. Yeah. Immortal no. She-Hulk number one. A lot of heat on everything She-Hulk because of the, you know, possible movie implications and all that fun stuff. And of course, we talked about that Alex Ross, timeless She-Hulk variant. You can get the standard, um, or you can get a Virgin Sketch variant if you want to go deep, deep, deep. You thinking about that juggernaut? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking at. Those are really cool. I read that first Maestro. Uh-huh. Uh, really good. Oh, yeah? It was really, really good. Um, I was super surprised. And the fact that there's a, a second printing is also tempting. But, yeah, it was a, it was a really good issue. Highly recommend. I was looking at too many things and I got myself lost. We have some Star Wars bounty hunters. We have the five and then two goes to a second print as well. Uh, I don't, he might not have been far off on 
So we got Thor two fifth, uh-huh. Thor five fourth, Thor six second, Thor six second again, and then Venom four. Venom 25 fourth, Venom 26 third. <laughs> so he got six. Yeah. Did he say four or five, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even so he under. Do you count Thor number six twice because there are two different ones going to second printing? If you don't, then he got it right on the bet. He got it on five. I'm going to give him full credit. <laughs> yeah. Mega Man fully charged, going to a second print. He must have. He must get. He must get the FOC before we do. (laughs) Yeah, it's very possible. (laughs) And then Mega Man fully charged, re-offering the twenty-five copy incentive as well, or that might be going to a second print. I don't know how that works. I'm not sure either. We only find them when they're dead. Goes to a second printing, also from Boom. There's the second issue of the Mega Man fully charged. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of Mega Man fans out there like you, Kyle, that oh, yeah. uh, came out for it. I'm looking at my Buster Sword right now. I'm looking at my Mega Man pop figure right now. <laughs> Buster, my Buster blaster that goes on my arm that my children will not stop playing with. Um, from Aftershock Comics, we have Miles to Go, number one. And that is all I have for this. Yes. We have to do a little more work on this one. I'm going to have to go to the Diamond site, I think, and pull their links directly to take a look at some of these before I make my final final call yeah. on, on what we need to what we need to do with FOC. But remember, what was it again, Kyle? There's all there's like three different dates, or you can get everything in by Sunday and you're golden. Correct. So we have FOC items for the thirtieth at six, the thirty first at six, and the third at six. Right. Yes. For the most part. Yes, that makes sense. All right. Uh, let's take a look at the hot 10 list from uh, Comic Book Invest. And our top book is Amazing Fantasy 15. Not not the original. The one from 2006. <laughs> um, which this book hit $1,000. Um, it was Jeez. 400 a couple weeks ago in 9.8. Multiple 9.6s have sold for more than 400. And this 9.8 just sold for more than 1,000 in a 900 plus sale as well. A 9.2 also sold for almost 300. Um, was just just a reprint, Kyle? I believe so. Ridiculous. With a more modern cover. Yeah. It's like a fantasy a facsimile with a with a reader i don't know crazy um we were talked a, a little bit about milestone at the second slot is static number one there you go uh revitalizing milestone is not as a bold move by dc <laughs> De- static definitely has his fans 
that announcement more than doubled the price of this book from 20 bucks to f almost 50. Uh, Spider-Man Noir number three, the oh, the one in 25 variant uh, is going for around $70. Only four of them um, are listed currently, um, so one of them is going to go higher. Yeah, uh, how many shops you know ordering 25 copies of Spider-Man Noir 3? Uh, probably not that many. Yeah. It's a good book, but yeah. Uh, at the fourth slot, we have Superman number 4 from 1987. Um, when the DC fandom announced that Idris Elba would play Bloodsport in the next Suicide Squad movie, prices jumped to 25 to $30. Um, you could probably find this in dollar bins. There you go. Uh, Spawn 309, the Todd McFarlane variant. Uh, the Gunslinger Spawn continues to sell, 25 to $30. There's some controversy with this book as well, as some sellers were only selling copies at current market and not cover price. What are everyone's thoughts on that? Um, well, we Yeah, we Midtown, Midtown before Wednesday even hit, at it for $18 before, uh, it, before the day hit. And, and we talk to our one customer or our one listener that that shops there they probably pulled it back out of the guy's pull box yeah if he had a pre pre uh, pre-ordered he ain't getting it yeah this one crushes me ice cream man number one. Oh wow <laughs> was selling for just under 100 bucks and now it's 200 dollars um i think i have two of these kyle guess how much i sold mine for 11 dollars <laughs> i sold it for 18 oh, i sold it no. for 18 Oh my god. I think we both jumped on this. I might have these laying around. Well, they're $200 laying around there, so pick that sucker up. Uh, something is killing the <laughs> Which box did I put it in, Drew? Where is it at? It'll be anywhere. <laughs> something is killing children, number one. Um, now up to $90. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, and that's just the standard A cover, which I believe is what I have. No, I think I went with the FOC variant. Dang it! Uh, Batman number four and six. Four is missing from my collection somehow. It was one of those that dropped through the cracks of oh, my no. new 52 run from 2012. Um, uh, let's see. They're both selling very well, number four and number six, because of a greeting card in the Batman trailer that teases the Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the Gotham Knights trailer. Um, and issue three is the cameo. Number four is the first appearance. Number six has the better cover and is being hailed as the first appearance by some. There I is have no them all. But if you actually read them, there's no question the first full appearance is in number four. Anyway, number four is a $20 book and number six is a 40 to $50 book. So nobody's listening. Uh, nobody reads, but nobody reads. So, what are you gonna do? It says it's the better cover. I want the better cover. Yeah, gotcha. I know I have six, so uh, that's good. Yep. <laughs> uh, Birds of Prey number fifty-six. Uh, first appearance of Savant, who will also be in the new Suicide Squad movie, played by Michael Rooker. Looks uh, crazy. He looks just nuts. <laughs> Uh, went from five to ten bucks up to twenty five to thirty dollars. Uh, then we have there's the con there's the Canto two. Yep, Kyle, that, take that is 
If I'd have seen that, I'd have been giddy. Yeah, but you'd I have jumped on that. that. That is that is a total homage, and it's not Eastman. It's Drew Zucker, homaging an East, the Eastman cover from yeah. way back in the Mirage days. Uh, so it's twenty five bucks, um, and uh, very nice. Uh, in our honorable mention category, we have Cartoon Network starring number one, which is the announcement of a live action PPG has this first appearance on people people's radar has jumped the price um, up to 40 to 50 dollars this may be a great time to stock up on 90s cartoon series those kids are now in their 30s and probably starting to get the nostalgia bug so there you go and then uh we have one from my friend irma number four uh, it's a rare book there's only four are in the census the highest copy is a 8.5 sold this week for $1,300. Um, and there's no bondage in this. It is uh. it is damsels in distress uh, with firemen coming to rescue uh, the scantily clad women on the cover. So, kind of the same thing. No bondage, I want my 1300 back. <laughs> uh, good stuff there, though. Absolutely. And let's see, we normally go... Um, you normally do FOC after that, right? So I yep. kind of screw, screwed it up and flipped it. Um, the Comicron numbers really threw me this week, guys. Uh, so we'll go to cover price, top ten. Kyle, you take the top ten, I'll take the runners up. Sure thing, and of course, number one, Spider-Woman number one from 1978. Jessica Drew is the speculated Spider-Woman in Olivia Wilde's female-driven directorial film. With Marvel Spotlight 32 so darn expensive to begin with, fans turned to this much more affordable, yet still a key issue, selling 65 copies, high sale of 275 for a CGC 9.8. At Rank 2, we have Dark Knight's Death Metal Legends of the Dark Knight number 1, 68 copies, $26 for a raw. We knew that one was going to be big, and it still is. At Rank 3, Captain Marvel, The End number 1, Peach Momoko. B variant Peach Momoko is probably a name you see daily at this point. Her covers are everywhere lately. She has absolutely been the star of the COVID 2020 market fervor. This car cover was actually a slow build, releasing at the height of her stardom. This issue was almost affordable. However, as the weeks roll on, this book is increasing in price, selling 28 copies, 36 bucks for Raw. At rank 4, here we have the Marvel Spotlight 32. Um, repeat everything we said about Spider-Woman before, but this book's the more expensive. Um, a CGC 9.6 going for $550, and I think these things are continuing to go up. Talked about Thor number 5 several times already today, and here it is again. Black Winter is, of course, still hot. In fact, he seems to be getting hotter. His first appearance continues to sell. 47 books continuing to sell. A CGC 9.8 going for $275. Uh, Drew talked earlier about Maestro. There is a George Perez uh, 1 in 25 variant for issue 1. Uh, already up to 40 bucks now. So some movement on that. Moving 57 copies in the open market. But 1 in 25 you had to pay close to 40 bucks for it. Yeah. Right? Finding some of these shops that are throwing them out for ten bucks. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Spider-Man number two thirty-four from twenty seventeen. This issue features the first appearance of Miles's uncle Aaron Davis as the Iron Spider. It's not clear where or why this book is even trending, but it is. 
13 copies moved. The Rawls are up to 20 bucks. New Avengers 10 from 2013. There's been some interesting spec on Thane, the son of Thanos. The big splash page at the end of Thor number 6, the black gauntlet that Thanos wields in that panel, make it look like this may not be Thanos, but possibly Thane. With that said, this theory lit a little bit of a fire under Thane's first appearance, moved 20 copies, a CGC 9.8, almost $300. What? Yeah. For Thane, which is not only a dumb name, but who knows. Amazing Spider-Man 375 from 1993. This book is a holdover from last week as Anne Weying, whose first appearance is in this issue, is still trending due to her appearance in Venom 27 as a member of a team of Agent Venoms. Uh, this was enough to sell 31 copies and move it up to uh, $190 for a 9.8 CGC. And you and I talked about the ash can for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles several weeks back when it popped up. IDW has delayed the much-anticipated series due to creative changes. It was reported that retailers were unhappy with the lackluster artwork they saw in this ash can. Hence, IDW bringing in artists Isao Escorana and Isaac Escoranda. <laughs> what will change and how much will change is unknown. However, what was seen in this ash can is most likely going to be different in a lot of ways, making this an instant hard-to-find collectible. Due to this, 15 copies moved, $75 for a raw copy of this ash can. And I think some people got that for free. Yeah, not us. Uh, let's see, as we as we slide into the the bottom half of the top 20, um, at, at 11 we have the Immortal Hulk, number 2, the fourth print, first appearance of Dr. Fry. Um, I sold this one way back, because I assumed this wedding would be long dead by now, but it's still popping up. Mm-hmm. And this is the fourth print now, selling for $40 for a raw. Uh, Infinity, number 4, from 2013, a Marvel book. First full appearance, Origin of Thane as noted before um, why this is hot had a high sale of $15 for a raw icon number one we talked about the milestone interest this uh, icon number one from 1993 had a high sale of $32 for a raw Venom 26 from or a month ago yeah. uh, first full appearance of virus continues to sell well had a high sale of $125 for the CGC 9.8 uh, static number one, also the milestone, uh, high raw sale of forty dollars. The amazing fantasy number one uh, from two thousand four. Uh, this is uh, the. When, what, what do we go look at? This is Aria Anya the Spider Girl. Um, mm-hmm. An amazing fantasy number one. So is it Spider Girl? Is it is it Spider Woman? Is it Silk? Is it Spider Gwen, who is it? Is could it Miles? You name a spider. It it's could me. be anything. At, at number seventeen, we have Moon Knight number one from nineteen eighty. Uh, the big one, my fave, um, had a high sale of eighty five dollars for a CGC nine six. That seems low. <laughs> um, Ultimate Fallout number four, of course, that's Miles crazy, um, and had a high sale of eleven fifty for a CGC nine eight. Icon number one, collector's edition from ninety three, from nineteen ninety three. This DC book, 
had a high sale of 125.50 for a CGC 9.6 because it was polybagged. Um, how do you how do you poly how do you CGC a polybag without being able to see what it looks like inside? Yeah, what if all the what if all the corners are bent? <laughs> right? How would you know? I think don't I would imagine you have to take it out of the bag, right? I don't think so. Hmm. Um, Dark Knight's Death Metal Legend of the Dark Knights number one, the Carrie Andrews one in twenty five, rounds out the top twenty with a high sale of four hundred dollars for a CGC nine eight. Good stuff. And I think this leads us into uh, our sneak peek at next week, Kyle. So let's let's wrap this sucker up. Do we want to start with our good friends at UCS? Yes. And so this would be, what, 9-1 releases? Yep. Things for September the 1st. And we're going to start with some of our Batman 98, including our 1-25 in 25 Jorge Jimenez Catwoman cardstock variant. And a really nice Matina Joker war cover with uh, the ever-so-important punchline on it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic de Deceased Dead Planet covers as well. I really like that Yasmin Putri movie homage. That's very nice. Very noirish. Yeah. I actually really like this Ben Caldwell cardstock variant on Batman The Adventure Continues number four. Uh, really well done. Really art, art that just speaks to me. I really think it looks great. I, do, I don't know that... The D for deceased, you know, it's it's obviously a crime novel homage, but I don't know that that's that's a big enough homage to bring people out. It's not Doctor Seuss, right? Yeah, deceased, dead planet number three, the Matina cardstock. That's one of the best covers I've seen in a long time. And you like that one? Huh? Yeah, I, I prefer that the Putri. No, that thing's amazing. We differ. Uh, Dollar Comics uh, doing a Batman 663 and a Catwoman number one. I love these Catwoman mm -hmm. uh, series from the early 2000s. Darwin Cook, Michael Allred, Ed Brubaker. They're really great creators on that. Uh, I've been snapping them up for years. They're, they're just... I never did put the whole, the whole run together, but... Um, I pick them up when I can just because I, I love them so. They're just really pretty covers. Mm. And good stories, too. Nice Derek Chu cover B on Young Justice 18. Of course, we know these some of these DC books are uh, not long for this world. Uh, is Young Justice one of them that's getting the axe? I think so, but don't quote me on that. Tom Taylor writing Hellblazer, Rise and Fall, number one, a three-issue series. So, I am. it's a black label. So, we got Tom Taylor, we got black label, and we got our boy Constantine. Yeah, and the other the other Constantine series have been really, has been really good. Uh, the Stice Spurrier, so, but I, yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't. This is this will be a real, real, really fantastic. So I might have to pick this up just because. Uh, 
definitely tempting. You write that down too. Yep. <laughs> uh, somehow I missed that, I think, during FOC. Must have, must have glossed right over it. Alright, that's all for our DC stuff. So we're going to head over to previewsworld.com, find new releases, find September 2nd, 2020, and start digging in these image books. Uh, there's our Ice Cream Man second printing uh, uh, for Oh, the Places You'll Go homage. Um, I, we expected to do really well, but it was it was heavily ordered. I believe they said it sold more copies than issue one. Yep. Um, keep going. These should sell out, and give me a third print. Let's go <laughs> red, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, or Lorax on the next one. I am continuing to be in. Oh yeah, do green eggs and ham because oh, it, yeah. th that was one of the stories in the in the comic. There you go. It was like it was like uh, hash, smoke hash with something. <laughs> it was it was really funny. <laughs> of course, we have ink blot number one from Image. Uh, yeah, another Kubert and Rusty Glad writing that. <laughs> new ongoing series follows a powerful sorceress attempting to correct her greatest mistake, the creation of a magical cat that can travel through time, space, and reality. There's a Sexual Gary special from Sex Criminals. Uh, I skipped out on this. Uh, <laughs> I know I've, I've been in for you. the whole series, but I, uh, I skipped this. I'm just like, you know what? This seems like a cash grab to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce. This is what finally makes you seem like a cash grab from Sex Criminals? Yeah. Yeah, finally. Okay. Down to Dark Horse. We talked a little bit about Orville at one point in time. Yeah, these are fun reads. Um, but no spec worthiness at all. How about uh, Spy uh, Island? Chelsea yeah, Kane. I like I like mysteries. Uh, mystery comics are some of my favorites, and so this looks really great. This is the Bermuda Triangle mystery. Uh, Does Chelsea the Kane's. Bermuda Triangle have a feminist agenda? Well, I'm sure you'll you'll read one into it there. <laughs> no, she had it was on the front cover of the thing. Yeah. Okay. Incel. Whatever. I do like the cover B too. They seem like completely different books between cover A and cover B. I didn't see B. Is that Metternique? I mean, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I like A better. It's very nice. Nothing in IDW. Uh, we have Black Widow down at the... Uh, we looked at some of these covers. These looked there were a lot of really cool ones. Yeah, J. Scott Campbell variant. Get it? Adam Hughes looked really good. Michael Cho doing a Fantastic Four on the Empire number six. Kind of a neat stylistic approach. Oh, yep, we liked that a lot. Yeah, I remember that. Thor 5, the third print. That looks good. Venom, the second print. Yeah. 
That's great. That looks great. Who's writing this Wolverine? Ben Percy. Did you did you check this out at all? I did not. I skipped it too. I skipped it as well. It's a cool looking cover. Yeah, it is. Very nice. Oh, here's one of the Heroes at Home variants. So it is uh, our boy Wolverine uh, doing a puzzle. <laughs> hanging out at home, stopping the spread, flattening the curve. Good boy, Wolverine. Are there any other of those? I think that's the only one for this week. That's great. That is a very good one. Are those were those offered on FOC? I think so. Yeah, we had a couple last week as well. Yeah. Well, I didn't see anything in. Nothing in dynamite. dynamite. Nothing in dynamite. So when I slide down to boom. Um, pointing out uh, we can only find them when they're dead that's the Al Ewing uh, book for them that could be great <laughs> or or could be just not 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 good so cover B is very striking the Infante mm. variant Oh, it is. You wouldn't lie to me. Mm -mm. From some of our smaller publishers, we have Arc Work, number one, from Devil's Due. Arc World? Arc World. What did I say? Arc Work? Arc Work, yes. I can do with that as well. Sounds good. Yeah, I got mixed because it... Launching on a new archaeopunk genre, when a discovery turns out understanding of history, when a discovery turns our understanding of history upside down, we meet a couple who abruptly finds themselves swept up in a deep state conspiracy that threatens their world. Only the year is eleven thousand BCE. I love these. Um conspiracy books mm -hmm. so there's another one and it was a series like you know one through five or whatever and now they're just kind of doing a, just one shots every once in a while and this one is about the conspiracy that some kind of space debris that landed and they're just they're whacking her out there and it but it's but they're they're fun little conspiracy stories and it's like a little twilight zone episode hmm, very cool Broken Gargoyles, number one from Source Point Press. Bob Sally writing this. In the Diesel Punk post World War One miniseries, two men come home from the war scarred and forgotten. One man is looking for redemption as the other looks for revenge. Both are on a collision course towards each other and nothing can stop them. Ooh, there's there's a challenger for Spy Island. I got this Grendel, Kentucky down here mm. from AWA. They've had a lot of good good books out. Um, this is about 
Uh, two generations, the rural hill town of Grendel, Kentucky, has honored its Faustian bargain with the monster living in its abandoned coal mine, a human sacrifice every season in return for agrarian prosperity, the likes of which this rocky region had never seen before, in court, including its greatest cash crop, the dankest weed in the land. Ah, I just think it's going to be good. Yeah, we talked about that at FOC. It, was, it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. We have Horizon Zero Dawn number two. Uh, we have an, yet another Momoko variant. We have another game variant. We have another all kinds of variants. And hopefully I get those this time. Oh, I like that FOC. That's a Momoko. That's the Momoko. That's what we, yeah, you ordered two yeah. of those. Two or three of those, I think. Where was, Sp was Spy Island an image comic? That I don't know. No, it was Dark Horse. Yeah, I was going to say. You weren't going to say. I was thinking about it. Yeah, it's a good cover, too. I like that. Anything else, Drew? No, that does it. Alright, this is the point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What's the one book to make sure you go snap up, have, and it will be a feature on either our cover price top 10 or our uh, speculation and invest top 10 here very soon because it'll go up in price. What you got? I'm going to go with Spy Island. Very cool. And I'm going to give a shout out to our good friend Tom Taylor and his Hellblazer Rise and Fall number one. Um, I think he may do some really cool stuff with that. And I cannot wait for it. So it is just something that is tugging could at be me. A, could be a Batwang situation. There you go. Have we seen Constantine's penis yet? That's I, the question. I do, I do not know. Does it have wings? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Okay. See, these are the questions we need answered. <laughs> Very important stuff here. Yes, absolutely. So we want to thank you for tagging along with Drew and I self as we've gone through all kinds of stuff. We got extra FOCs, we got extra Comicrons, we got top tens, we got top twenties, you name it. We've gone through all kinds of cool stuff in the world of comic because there's all kinds of sales going on, all kinds of things heating up, all kinds of speculation. Because right now all we're doing is speculation about movies because nothing's here to watch at the moment. Uh, so there's some very cool stuff. If we miss something here and you think there are spec worthy books in this pile of things coming out this week that we missed. Drop us a line, be part of the podcast, tell us what you think the books are. If you agree with us and you're gobbling up all the things that we tell you you should gobble up, let us know how things are going with you. And if you're making some money on the spec market, because boy, um, it ain't easy, but there are some easy wins at the moment. So, cannot beat that. So we thank you so much for joining us, for Drew, and for myself, see you. <laughs>